Welcome to Travel, Pray, Slay, a podcast for professional women who travel, love God, and are ready to level up their life. On the podcast, we discuss all things travel, faith, career, love, and lifestyle, all focused on helping you take the next steps you need to bring your visions into reality and live the extraordinary life God created for you to live. If you love Jesus, Beyonce, and catching flights, then look no further because you have found your tribe, sis. I'm your host, Toya Nicole, and I can't wait to get into today's episode with you. On today's episode, I am joined by Petrina Turner. Petrina Turner is a wife, boy mom, and financial freedom and business strategist. She educates, equips, and encourages families to become financially free by giving them tips, tools, and strategies on ways for people to manage their money and make more of it. Her goal is to help people transform the way they view and do money so they can live their best life. As a financial freedom and business strategist, she has appeared on various platforms and has been featured in Huffington Post, His and Her Money, Making Sense of Sense, and Black and Married with Kids, where she discussed her family's money journey. Her mission is to help as many families become financially free so they can build and leave a legacy of faith, family, finance, and fearless living. I am so excited to get into this episode with Petrina where she will help us get our money right so we can travel right. Welcome to another episode of Travel, Pray, Slay. It is Toya Nicole, and I am so excited because you all know how I love these interviews. We have another interview, and I am so happy to have Petrina Turner join us on the Travel, Pray, Slay podcast. And this is going to be juicy and get your pen and paper out now because we are going to be talking about finances, becoming financially free and getting your money right so that you can travel right. So welcome, Petrina, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. And tell us a little bit about yourself, your platform. And why you are on a mission to make sure that everyone becomes financially free? Well, again, I am a personal finance and business strategist. And my goal is basically just to help as many families create a financial foundation so that they can become financially free. And basically, I just give people strategies on ways to first manage your money, how to save, how to create and stick to budgets and how to begin paying down that debt. And I also try to show them how they can use their gifts, skills, and talents to be able to create additional streams of income. A lot of us are sleeping on our our talents and our skills. And I think it's imperative for us to be able to have multiple streams of income outside of our you know typical nine to five. So I'm helping people with that as well. So I'm also a wife. I My husband and I just celebrated 16 years of marriage. Yes. And we have three boys. I am a boy mom. (laughs) So it is like very loud in my house. Like I had to leave. I was like, okay, guys. (laughs) You are the queen of your castle. I am the queen. Yes. Yes. They they do. My husband and the boys do a great job at that. And they're they the ages range from like I have a 12-year-old, I have an 11 year old, and I have an eight-year-old. 
that's pretty much who I am. My background is industrial engineering. I have a degree in engineering and my master's was in urban studies. So I have worked as a statistician and an analyst. So I love money. You know, like I love like math and how it relates to money. Because even with being an analyst, the way that I started was just looking at how all the data surrounding basically community data, like health stats and, Mm -hmm. you know, educational stats and all that kind of stuff. And when I was looking at it, pulling it for organizations to see why certain segments of the population basically couldn't get out of the cycle that they were in, it all related to money or the lack thereof. So we started doing that and we started, we were able to just help started basically just started with our family, you know, because I am a, I always tell people I am a recovering spendaholic. (laughs) Okay. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) That's usually what triggers most of us included. Yes. But so you're analyst statistician. I love that. So, you know, your numbers Yes. and you know, you talked a little bit about financial literacy, but I liked what you said about a foundation and some of the stuff you started to say about some of the statistics and demographics. So, mm-hmm. you know, my focus is on women of color, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. Black families, Black women mm-hmm. are just as important to me. So when you branched out into, you know, doing this on your own, as you said, multiple streams of income. So you are a finance expert that does mm-hmm. things outside of your nine to five. Mm-hmm. What was it that you were seeing or, and, and why do you think it's so important for black families mm-hmm. to really take on this part of having that financial foundation and becoming more financially savvy and free, if you will? Well, I think one of the things that I saw and I saw, you know, just by looking around just our community is we weren't taught about finance. I always joke with one of my non-minority friends, like both of us were the same age. We were working at the same job. We had the exact same title and we both had just got married and we were trying to purchase a home. The issue that I had with purchasing home, a home initially was not the same issue that she and her husband had with purchasing a home. Mine was I had a lot of debt. I had student loan debt. I had credit card debt at the time. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I were trying to hurry up and pay off as much debt so that we could purchase a house. Her issue on the other end is she did not have any debt. Her parents were able to pay for her school so she didn't have any student loans. Her parents taught her the importance of not spending more than what you have. So she didn't even have credit cards. So she had- Living within your means. Right, right. So she didn't even have a a credit score because she didn't have debt. Because, you know, a credit score is just basically showing people how well you manage debt. And if you don't have debt, then you don't have a credit score. So she had to get debt (laughs) to prove that she could pay on time, you know, and pay, you know. So it was like that was an eye opener for me. Like we're in the same space, but we have Mm -hmm. two different upbringings when it comes to personal finances. Yeah. So I knew that. And yours is a little bit harder to, like, she can go out and get a credit card, right? Right. Open up an account, put her Netflix reoccurring on it, put her gas on it. But getting out of debt is, so where it would take you longer to realize that dream house, Mm -hmm. she could probably get it together in the next three months and be Right, right. And, And for us, 
although my husband and I worked really hard and within like six months, we paid off like cars, we paid off, but that's because we had additional streams of income. We were doing side hustles and everything, and we were able to pay off a lot of stuff so that we could get into the house. The, The issue was we were doing that so that we could get the house. Yeah. We weren't changing our money mindset and that and the mindset is something that she had already had. Yeah. We didn't have that. So when we purchased our home, although we had paid off, you know, all of our consumer debt and our car notes and all of that kind of stuff, we moved into a brand spanking new house. And then I'm like, I don't want to bring my college furniture in here. Yeah. So now I'm saying. right. <laughs> so I'm getting you know, new furniture Mm -hmm. on credit. And I'm like, oh, we just paid off stuff. We'll be able to pay it off again. And, you know, within, so we're getting all these things to put in our house on credit and we got back into consumer debt. Yeah. So that's why I always tell people that before, even when it comes to our community, we have to teach money mindset first. We have to teach people and educate people exactly how money works, what we need to do with our money so that when we check, because when we change our view of money, we'll start changing the way we do money. Yeah. So that's one no of matter the what you're making, no matter what you're making, yeah. it really doesn't matter if you're making six figures, if you're making 30 K, whatever it is, I've run into people based off the industries that I have worked in that they're making really good money, but they're still in the same position that a 30 K person is making. So it starts with money mindset. So that is one of the things that I had to change, start yeah. changing for, you know, myself, because like I said, recovery is been the holiday. I like to spend money, right? <laughs> I like to buy those things. So I like to travel, you know? So it really starts with changing the way you view and do money. And when we change that, especially from a woman's perspective, yeah. when we change the way we view and do money, then we will be able to change the next generation because women are the ones, are we're, we're our kids' first teachers, yeah. you know? So yeah. if we're teaching our kids how to handle money, because now we have been educated and we're changing our, our habits and, you know, just different things when it comes to our fun, we are able to pass it on. So we're changing, we're breaking the cycle, you yeah. know? So that's why it's so imperative for me to start with, my niche is families, but most yeah. of the time women are the ones that are budgeting or paying yeah. the bills in the house. So they're the ones that's squawking like we need to get our finances together. Absolutely. I love it. And so I was looking on your website and you talked about being financially free, but you have an acronym for the yeah. word free and it's financially ready to experience everything. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit about experiencing everything, right? On this podcast, we talk about travel. Travel is an experience, Mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, I'm a person who tends to, yes, I would like that bag, but I would also like, you know, a five-day vacation at a five-star resort. Experiences, right? right? Mm -hmm. Or the experience of, you know, I had a podcast around normalizing luxury. So, I want to hear more about that financially ready to experience everything because again, when you change your mindset about money, when you apply your skill set to attain multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. you have more money to do more and experience things with, mm-hmm. right? So talk to us about that financially ready to experience everything because I really think that's a great framework for any woman to have as you said, you know, we are head of the households, if you will, Mm -hmm. even if our partners are the leaders in the household, Mm -hmm. women generally are managing the household. Yeah, that that is so true. Well, 
what I noticed with like myself and like some of my friends that we were already in a position to want to experience everything, whether we had the money or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I want like, that. Yeah, right, right. Yes, that exactly. That yeah, I exactly. Want it all. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I realized that a lot of people, even the people that I was working with, all of us, everybody was pretty much in that same mindset. Like mm-hmm. we're going to go and do. We'll figure out how to get it, and we'll yeah. worry about it when we come back. Whether it was travel or buying the purse or buying the shoes or whatever it was. And it was causing, especially in the African-American community, it was causing us to have so much debt. And when you even look at the statistics and our data, I think one of the last stats that I had that showed that the median net worth for minority African-American families, the net worth was like 17,000. And as Mm. opposed to non-minorities, white Americans, it was 171,000. So and that is mainly because of debt. Our debt, right. Our debt. Because your so, net worth is your assets minus, minus all the debt you have. So you right. may have the house, you may have the paid off car, but if you've got $50,000 in consumer debt, $100,000 in student that's loans. your net worth. Is- yeah. So I really wanted to, of course, focus on, of course, that debt, because mm-hmm. once you get that debt lower, then, of course, the assets is going to, of course, override assets minus liability. So I think I wanted to start showing that, yes, you can have everything, but you have to be financially ready to have that. So I wanted to help people prepare for that. Yes, we'll be able to travel. Yes, we will be able to get the purse and the shoes because I'm like you. I think you should be able to do it and we should normalize it because we all want nice things and like nice things. But we have to make sure that we are positioning ourselves financially to be able to attain it so that we when we are. As we are training our kids, we are passing down wealth and not debt, right? So the focus is to start with positioning ourselves to create create that financial foundation Mm -hmm. so that we can have the experiences and we can have the things. I love that because when I, so prior to the podcast, I had a blog, Miss Travel Sheet. My tagline was like travel smart with style, Mm -hmm. but I was always about that travel smart thing, right? Because it's not that you can't go on the trip. It's not that you can't get the bag. It's not that you can't book the spa date. Are you prepared for it? Mm -hmm. Do you, are you finding the best deal, Mm -hmm. et cetera? So again, this is a travel podcast. So let's start talking about that. You know, what are some things that as you want to elevate your travel experiences, right? How do you prepare for that? How do you teach people to get the most out of those experiences. And like Mm -hmm. you said, get the mindset ready beforehand, right? So Mm -hmm. travel savings funds, Mm -hmm. you know, allocating money. What are some tips that we can take so that we can have these travel experiences that we want, but we do it the smart way? Right. So one of the first things that I often tell people, we all know, at least for us, our family, we're going to, we're going to go somewhere Every summer, since I'm not from the area where I live currently, our our families are in different cities and in different Mm -hmm. states. So we're going to travel during the holidays. So I know this for a fact. And even things like, you know, for Christmas and all that kind of stuff is December 25th every every year, you know. So we have to just start (laughs) preparing early. And what I often tell people is if you have not created a a savings travel or whatever type of savings that you want, you need to prepare early. And one of the best ways for you to do that is to look back, for example, 
uh, if we're talking about traveling, look back to see how much you spent the previous summer or the previous trip, right? Yeah. And then start preparing for it after you come back from that trip, right? So if you spent $1,200, let's just say, just to make Mm -hmm. it easy, $1,200 in July on a trip that you went on, right? Then come August, you're going to say, okay, July, I'm going to probably go on a similar trip. It's probably going to cost about the same. So I have between August and next July to save that money. So Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? I'm going to save $100 every single month. I'm going to set aside $100 every single month leading up to the trip. So by the time the trip comes here, here is our money. We have it all. We have it in cash. We have it cash. Now, here's the thing, though. One of the things that I often tell people to do is to, it's okay to have multiple accounts, multiple savings accounts. Like, I was going to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. So I have, we have like an emergency savings that is specifically for our tire goes out. So we need to buy a new tire, need to buy a new transmission. Yep. We have to go to the doctor unexpectedly, something like that. So we have a separate emergency fund, but we also have like a separate travel fund or a separate mm-hmm. Christmas fund. I, we have like multiple savings. Right. Every, you know, on whether it's so you online. know where to pull from. Yes. So we mm-hmm. have it and we have it listed. I have an Excel spreadsheet that says this is how much money we have. This is how much money we put in it. All that good stuff. And here's the best tip, I think. We have make sure that whatever savings that you have, whether it's for travel or whatever it is, it is not connected to the account that you pay bills on. So let's say that Talk bank about of- it. <laughs> or so, that you have a debit card, period. Exactly. Because you swiping. will Exactly. I've done that. Now, I will admit, and that's why I created an external account. Mm-hmm. And this one still has a debit card associated with it because it is mainly what I'm using for travel and different mm-hmm. things like that. But you are so right. When it's that same account, bank, like if I'm with Chase, checking, they make it so easy for you to transfer right. that. Yeah, yeah, money yeah. I'm, I'm on my okay. app in Target, like, oh, this is cute. I didn't, right. I know I didn't plan for this, but let me go ahead and get this. I'll put it back on the next check. And that exactly. never happened, you yeah. know? So I often tell people, yes, it's okay to have like a, you know, a savings account attached to that checking account at that particular bank. But if you're having, if you are have a specific goal to save for emergencies or for travel or for Christmas or for birthdays, whatever it is, make sure that that savings account is at a totally different financial institution. It can be online because yeah. there are a lot of online savings that are good. It can yeah. be at a credit union. It can be mm-hmm. at a local bank, community bank, whatever it is. But make sure that you have a separate, is at a separate financial mm-hmm. institution for that reason, so that you're not transferring money back and forth. Because now if you did see something at Target and you're not going to yeah. be able to transfer within 24, you know, 48 hours sometimes. So I always tell people, make it hard for you to spend your I money. I was just... <laughs> I was just about to say, one of my accounts, so the one I have is an online one and there is a, it's Capital One, I'll just Mm -hmm. say it. So Mm -hmm. there's a checking account associated with it, which I don't keep anything in. Mm -hmm. And then there's the savings account has Mm -hmm. a great rate. So that's my, you know, play money savings. And then my chase is like where all the main things are. Mm -hmm. But I also have a savings with Ameriprise. Uh-huh. So like a, you know, that's where my brokerage and different accounts are, but they have a cash reserve account. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I like keeping money over there is I can't even transfer that money. I have to call my advisor, uh-huh. get him on the phone yep. and say, can you take out $2,000? <laughs> and there's something about 
having to explain that to him, that keeps me from it, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, this is a person who knows my financial picture. Exactly. And it almost feels like asking your mama for permission. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're going to say, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Right. That's their job too. Mm -hmm. And so money automatically going over there, you're right. It makes it so much harder. So I can't even consider that money Mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about booking a trip or, you know, doing something on the spur of the moment, because I'm like, a, I have to ask them. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I get the courage to ask them, I got to get them on the phone. Then once I get them on the phone, they got to work. You're talking like a week. And so right. that gives me that time to be like, you know what? You know what? I don't even need I don't it. Even need- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need it. Yeah. Okay, y'all, I'm just interrupting this episode briefly to remind you about the Travel, Pray, Slay merch. Did you know we had an online shop? Well, if you want to make a statement and slay, then you have to head over to travelpraislay.com slash shop and check out all our merchandise. We've got hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, accessory bags, and luggage tags, which are my favorite. We've got everything in the online shop you need for your next trip. And whether that's a trip to Paris or just your daily trip to Target, (laughs) you still want to make sure that you slay, sis. So head over to travelpraislay.com slash shop and pick up some merch today. So I liked what you said, that first part about looking at a trip, you know, one, you said, know the trips you're going to have, right? Mm -hmm. So like you said, whether it's holiday travel, whether it's you and your boo always take a trip, you Mm -hmm. always do a girl's trip, you Mm -hmm. always do a sister's trip. Or you always do a solo trip. Mm -hmm. I like to do solo trips. I have a lot of friends who do solo trips. Know what you're going to do. Second was when you take those, when you come back from a trip, you know, do a reconciliation. Yeah. Now, I never thought about that. You know, Mm -hmm. I just got back from a vacation in Miami Beach. And, you know, I knew what I spent on the hotel. But yeah, once you're down there, swipe, swipe, swipe. Right. And and you may recommend this too. When I travel, I have one credit card that I like to use Mm -hmm. for the points and rewards and I pay it off. So it's easy for me to make this reconciliation because all I need to do is go back and look. But that is a good point because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times we can maybe have in our head how much this trip was going to cost when we get there. You like, oh, they went up on prices or like South Beach. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is an automatic service charge and gratuity Mm -hmm. added in. And I think that's good to look at what you spent on this trip. And like Mm -hmm. you said, okay, if I want to do another Miami like trip again, I spent about this, 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 let me start saving that now. Mm -hmm. And that third part about setting up multiple savings accounts Mm -hmm. and having them at different financial institutions Mm -hmm. and making sure they're not easily accessible to you. Yes. Yep. And, and if it's hard for you to, I often tell people, you know, like when you do have a savings account, they probably will actually, if you want a checking account. Yep. And if it's hard, if you know that you don't have that self-control, just say no, just keep the savings so you won't get the debit card. (laughs) I mean, that is so true because Mm -hmm. with my Capital One, of course, there's a checking and then, you know, but with my other one, it isn't. It's just strictly Mm -hmm. that I have no debit card. I have no other way other than, you know, online transfer to... Mm -hmm to get money. And even that 
you know, transferring to external accounts and things right. like that takes time. It's, so again, it still takes, yeah. Those You're delays right. helpful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is good. So, you know, we know how to get the money. Now let's talk about a little bit about multiple streams of income, right? So mm-hmm. let's say I'm a person who, okay, yeah, I can move around money, cut back on maybe my gym membership or mm-hmm. cut back on, you know, Starbucks. But what about someone who's like, no, I I don't have it, but I want to get there and I want to find ways to increase my income so that I can plan that big trip so that I can start to have more of these experiences. You know, there are people like you, you took your expertise that you already had from your degree. But, you know, when I first started, my first entrepreneurial endeavor was in social media consulting. It was something new for me. I was working in sales and marketing, you know. And I know other people who have, you know, just learned a new skill set. So mm-hmm. talk about some ways that if you want to actually increase your income to experience more, travel more, become financially free. What are some ways that you help families and women uncover some ways to get multiple streams of income? Well, typically I first start with having them write down some of the things that they're really good in. Some of the things that they do just naturally, some like their hobbies and everything, and then some of the expertise they have at their job. And I also have them, if they don't know, because when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and all that kind of stuff, I really was like, what am I good in? You know, because the yeah. things that you're good in is normal to you. So you don't think that you exactly. think everybody's good in it, you know? Right. And would so, somebody pay me for this? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I tell people to go and ask your family and friends, like, what? what am I really good in? Like, what do you really see that? Oh, Trina is really good at, you know, numbers or she's really, she's a good listener or, you know, whatever it is, ask your family and friends and, you know, write all this information down. And then I also tell them to think about what people come to them for, right? So I'm a firm believer if at least three people, three different people come to you and and they are asking you the same thing, asking you, can you do a certain thing? Yep. And it's from three different people. That means that they look to you as the expert in whatever that is. And that is possibly your gift or something that you're really good in. So I started this whole personal finance just blogging about our family's goal to really just paying off debt and becoming financially sound and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't even looking at making it a side hustle. It was just going to, I was just blogging. You know, people were blogging during that time. So Mm -hmm. I started blogging about it. And then when people were like, you know what? I don't even know how to create a budget, let alone stick to a budget, you know? So they're like, you know, my friends started asking me, can you help me put a budget together? So uh, for me, it took me a little longer. About after the 10th person asked me, I'm like, okay, I need to start charging for this. Exactly. (laughs) I'm probably charging, you know, more. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I always tell people, look to see if they are always coming to see you and like, hey, you make the best strawberry cake. Can you make one during, Mm -hmm. you know, the holidays? Do you know how much people are charging for cakes during the holidays okay. nowadays? I'm There's like people like me. I don't yes. bake. So yes. I'm going to buy somebody's cake. Exactly. They can bake to my people. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just look at what people are coming to you for and say, okay, now I'm going to start, you know, my side hustle. During the holidays, I'm going to make cakes. If you don't have the time to do it all year long, okay, that's fine. Maybe that's how you're going to get your travel money or that's how you're going to get your Christmas money or whatever it is and make cakes. 
start with where you are. A lot of times, like I said, people, because our gifts are so natural to us, we don't even know that it's, it actually is a gift. Yes. So, yeah. so I'm often telling people, go ask what other people, what people see in you and just think about what people come to you and ask about and see how you can do some research. See if other people are, have turned it into a side hustle, yeah. turned it into a, a full-time business and see how, and start reaching out to people and see how you can get started. I mean, it, even if it's just, you know, starting out, because when you're starting off, you know, you're, you have to get everything together and you might be spending a little mm-hmm. bit more money, but a hundred dollars every two weeks, that's $200. That's something yep. that you can put in your savings. That's something that you can start putting extra towards pay. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trip. So, so I think people, sometimes we make it more complicated than it really yes. should have. It should be when it comes to starting a business or not knowing where to start. Just, I always tell people just start with what's in your hand. What did God yeah. give you? Try to look and see, determine what your gifts are. Yeah. And take the limits off, right? Yes. So in that example you gave, you're right. I make the best strawberry cakes. I'm going to start selling cakes. Mm -hmm. Some people stop at that, Mm -hmm. but think about, okay, that's selling cakes, Mm -hmm. but maybe you start doing online cooking classes for the person who they want to start learning how to make cakes. Mm -hmm. Now that's a separate stream of income. Right. Yes. You say something cute all the time, or you have a little phrase, make that a t-shirt. Right. You've got merchandise yes yes definitely never limit yourself don't limit yourself that's how it started for me same thing I was traveling just on my own personal thing and you know I remember I would post stuff you know and people would be like oh this is this and then I think I posted something one time saying maybe I should start a blog to get people tips and people yes yes I would subscribe so what started was like you I was blogging Mm -hmm. back in the days when it was Mm -hmm. just blogging this was like around like 2000 and probably like 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. So that blogging led to sponsored posts, Mm -hmm. you know, opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then that led to speaking opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then as I was increasing my social media presence, I'm getting people not even travel related. Hey, I want to start. Can you help me set up my social media? I just wrote a book. So then Mm -hmm. it was social media consulting that, you know, all of it can grow. Yes. But if I would have limited myself to, oh, I'm just a blogger, blogger. on travel, you know? Yes. And so even now with my podcast, I have merchandise, right. I, you know? So yes. don't start- limit yourself right. as well. And one, have multiple most- streams can come from one. That's what I was just about to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. I often tell people it's great to have multiple streams of income, but focus on that one stream and creating multiple streams within that one income. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what we what we try to tell people. Like, you don't have to have 10 different businesses. You can have one business with 10 different services and products. Yeah. And I know people. And so we're talking about natural gifts, but there's nothing wrong to it. Picking up a part time job. Oh, I have a girlfriend who took a part time job at a university doing like the computer lab. It was Mm -hmm. literally like one of those. She just sat back there, helped people with little things. and. That is how she paid off her debt. Yeah. You know, just like in a year or whatever, it was Mm -hmm. in the evening. It didn't take much of her time. Every month thing that she made from that, she did that. I have a girlfriend now who got certified to be a notary Mm -hmm. and she's kind of doing that on the side. And so Mm -hmm. some things you can take a part-time job, pick up a trade. I was working for a gym. So I was going to this gym. It was a black owned boutique gym. I loved it. Fun cardio dances. She was opening a new location and she was like, I'm looking at people to help with front desk and maybe some marketing. 
Mm-hmm. So she found out I did marketing and social media. So it was like, can you help with social media? And yeah. you get a free gym membership. Wow. And all I had to do was, you know, be there a couple of days a week. And so some people yeah. like, well, you work in front desk at a gym. But it was like, no, I took that money right. and put it towards something. But mm-hmm. it was doing something I was already doing anyway. I was already going to the gym. I was right. already yeah. enjoying this. And yeah. I was learning watching this entrepreneur as well, too, because I wanted to get into, you know, a brick and mortar type of myself. So, you know, again, Mm -hmm. not only not limiting ourselves, but being willing to take something on and not worrying about other people's perception of it. You have to keep your goals in mind. What are you? Keep that at the, yes, definitely use your time, which would be getting a part-time job. And use your talent, you know, so and that might be starting a side hustle, starting to whatever it is, there's always ways for you to bring in additional streams of income. I had a friend who would just Uber on the way to work yeah, and Uber on the way. She was going to be in a car. Might Anyone. as well you make some money, you know, Absolutely. and she was saying that's how she paid for her mortgage every month because she was Ubering on the way at five days a week, Ubering on the way back. So yeah. It's use your time and your talent to create streams of income. Exactly. And that's biblical. Like I always tell you, that is. that's Bible time, mm-hmm. talent and resources. Exactly. You know? exactly. And, and you're right. God gives us some of these natural born gifts and talents mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. said that come natural to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is our charge to do that, to mm-hmm. build this foundation, to create mm-hmm. a legacy you know, for the kingdom, for Mm -hmm. his glory and for, you know, the growth. And so that's why I always tell people it's more than about you, you know, yes, we get to have these experiences and travel and luxury and all this stuff. But just by you doing that, you are, like you said, helping someone else see Mm -hmm. a different mindset they can Mm -hmm. have, you know, just by you sharing the things you did, that's helping to pour financial education into someone that is going to allow them to impact more. So, you know, it all has a deeper purpose and meaning behind Mm -hmm. it. And so, you know, we've talked a little bit about the travel savings and those kind of tips and the extra income. What are some of your like favorite, like budget tips when you travel with your family or even, you know, on your own trips with, you know, friends, what are kind of some of the ways that you've like been able to like cut a little bit here and there? Mm-hmm. So I am the reason why I am such a recovering spendaholic is because my family, <laughs> it comes from that. But yeah. my family was really good at sales, right? Like we grew up, we're going to find a sale. No, we're not getting that yep. right now because it's going to be on sale another Absolutely. three weeks, you know? Okay. So I am definitely one for looking for some type of discount. So we just came back on a trip. I'm originally from Cincinnati, from taking the boys to Ohio, had to fly and all that kind of stuff. Well. Instead of us, and I normally fly Delta, but I'm like, it's five of us, you know? So I'm like, let's see if we can find other, maybe not as popular plane airline and we can get something a little cheaper. So we, we flew, I forgot the name of it, but it was like a jet blue or something like okay. that. Like so, a frontier or Right, or exactly. Something. No. something like that. So I always tell people, especially when you're traveling with family, seeing how, okay, it doesn't have to be a major airline. Maybe you can go with the lesser. Now you're going to have to pay for every little thing, you know. But add um, all that up and see the Delta. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I always tell people to look and determine, okay, what how are we how can we find cheaper transportation modes and all that kind of stuff? And sometimes yeah. typically 
we actually drive to Cincinnati. So from Savannah, Georgia to Cincinnati. So we'll stop in Atlanta where my husband's family is and spend the night there and then travel to see my family from Atlanta to Cincinnati. So you can travel, you can drive and get the scenic view. My kids get to see all the, you know, mountains and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there are tons of things that you can do. Another thing that I do is I'm always looking on Groupon for everything. <laughs> Groupon, Travel Zoo. Yes. Um, I stay on those. Yes, just to see. I mean, when I travel, okay, if we're going to this the city, are there any museums that they have a discount for? Are there yep. any, you know, just different amusement parks mm-hmm. that they have discount? Even, you know, just different restaurants that they have this discounts Absolutely. for. So I'm always online looking and my whole family is like, all of us do this, but we're always online looking to see, you know, what the best discounts are. And also if you're traveling with a group, instead of staying in a hotel, is it cheaper to, to rent out a house, especially, yes. you know, you're staying with parents and or friends or, mm-hmm. you know, whomever weigh the pros and cons and look at the finances and see, okay, is it cheaper for each one of us to get a hotel room? Is it cheaper for us individually or is it cheaper for us? To rent a you know five bedroom house. Yep. So just those are some of the things that I do when we look at traveling, especially with my big family, to yeah. see to outweigh the pros and the cons to see how we can get our budget a little bit cheaper when it comes to traveling with with the family. Well, all of those are travel price late approved because <laughs> I, I have given all three of those tips out before catching mm-hmm. a sale. Mm-hmm. I talked about on a previous podcast, how about eight years ago, when I went to Italy with some friends, we had found the touring agency we wanted to go through. We already knew we wanted to do it. And when I was looking on their website, I saw that they had a Black Friday sale. And so planning ahead, we knew that on Black Friday, they were offering 30% off. Wow. So same trip we were going to take, but had we not caught that set and we had mm-hmm. no shame in our game. Oh, yeah. Waiting for that. Uh-huh. So people run sales all the time. Southwest just did their 50% off mm-hmm. sales. So you have to anticipate these yep. things, especially around things like Black Friday, yes. start of summer, different mm-hmm. things like that. Fourth of July sale. Yep. And then that second tip that you gave about driving. You know, I shared that when, you know, traveling during COVID and some of the travel trends right now, road trips are a big trend because there are still people who are hesitant to go on the airplane. And especially, you know, come September, they're talking about lifting the mandate to wear a mask on Mm -hmm. the plane. Mm -hmm. So road trips are a great way. And like Mm -hmm. you said, you're able to get those multiple stops in Mm -hmm. versus those separate trips, flights to Cincinnati flights right. to Atlanta right. and it gives you a chance to see a part of the country right. that you have not. So a lot of people are trending towards, you know what, let me discover more of the U.S. By driving. By driving. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I did a podcast about hotels versus Airbnb. Yeah. And you are so right. When you are with a group, mm-hmm. houses and Airbnbs are the way to go. You know, there's a sense of privacy, mm-hmm. you know, that you can have. You're able to split costs a little more evenly and you're typically able to go to the grocery store. I don't know how mm-hmm. your family does it, but the, you got a kitchen uh-huh. you can heat up those leftovers right. you know, things that you can't do in a, in a hotel. Right. right. So I, I love that. So speaking of trips, tell me one of your favorite trips and why that is a favorite trip. 
I don't know if I have one specifically, uh-huh. but my husband and I about hmm, probably about five years ago, we started going on just an end of the year, just he and I just really it's not even a weekend trip It's normally typically an overnight trip yeah where we just get away go to like a beach near here stay at a hotel and we just relax get away yeah, from connect. the kiddos exactly. <laughs> you need those kids yes yes <laughs> get away from the kids get away from work and honestly the reason why I love it so much is because this is a time where we he and I are able to write out all of our plans for the next com- the next year So it's basically like a goal setting, writing our goals together, planning for the new year, looking at what we were able to accomplish during that year and then planning for the next year. So that's something that I look forward to. Normally we'll go to Hilton Head since I'm Mm -hmm. in Savannah, we'll go to Hilton Head or like a Jekyll Island or or Jacksonville Beach, whatever. Heard good things about Jekyll Island. Yes. Yeah. So we'll go there and we'll just go, you know, have like a really good we dropped the kids off early. Thank God my sister lives here. So <laughs> she and her family. So we are, it's just an annual trip at the end of the year that I look forward to every single year. So that's, I love that. that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> Travel with a purpose. Right. I love how, like you said, it's a time for you all to connect as a couple. Mm-hmm. You use that time to set the vision and there's a great purpose to that. And trips with purpose are some of the best kind of trip. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. yep. So, you know, on this podcast, we love Jesus, yes. Beyonce, <laughs> and travel. So, <laughs> I want to hear your favorite Beyonce song and why. My absolutely favorite Beyonce song is Love on Top. I love it. <laughs> That is like my favorite song. I can exercise to it. I can work out to it. I can dance to it. And I am just a, like, I'm just a lovey-dovey type person. So I love the words to it. Like, I still watch Love Jones and Love and Basketball, you know, like, so. (laughs) I have seen Love Jones so many times. It's ridiculous. I can recite the whole movie. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. So Love on Top, definitely my favorite Beyonce song. Perfect. Perfect. Well, this has been so great, Patrina. And before we get out of here, you have one. Thank you for coming on and sharing so much valuable information with our community about the importance of having a good financial foundation, Mm -hmm. you know, some steps to help us all increase our income and increase our impact and some tips to help us to be able to experience more and travel more. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about you know, ways that people can connect with you and work with you. Mm -hmm. So, well, the way that they can connect with me first is by just going to my website, patrinaturner.com. I have a plethora of information up there. I still have all my old blogs and even old podcasts and all that information up there where I give tips on ways to manage your money and save and all that good stuff. But one of the things that I really wanted to start that I saw where people were struggling in was like a lot of times, we didn't have a community where we could come in and get the education and get the knowledge and actually get yeah. some help with actually implement, implementing all these things that we were learning. So at the beginning of the year, I started a Legacy Builders Academy, and it's basically just a monthly membership where I have a monthly live masterclass where we come on sometimes more than one per month. And I come on and we help people. We do classes on 
how to create a budget, um, how to create a plan to become debt-free, how to work with your spouse or your significant other when it comes to personal finance, because you're bringing in two completely different backgrounds and you had to work together, yeah, right? Exactly. Just different things like that. Last week, we had an, a business accountant come on and tell us what we need to look for when it comes to our businesses, our side hustles and taxes. So we have monthly live classes where we just, we're trying to help people get their finances all the way together so that they can build that financial foundation and become financially free. I love it. I love it. Okay. And all that is on the website. And of course, they can also go on Instagram. That's my favorite social media platform. I'm on pretty much all platforms, but I love Instagram. That's where I show up and do a lot of my videos. Awesome. And we will include all of the links and your social media handles in the show notes. So just go to the show notes. You can go to travelpraiseslay.com to this podcast episode and you'll be able to see it. And yes, be sure to connect with Katrina on Instagram and be sure to sign up for all the free resources and check out her academy. I love that you do a live masterclass and you're right. Community is so important. Any journey that you go on, but especially a financial journey, Mm -hmm. because you want to have that accountability and the community to keep you going on it so that you don't slip back into those old habits and that cycle. Right, right. (laughs) So easy to do. So easy to do. Mm -hmm. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Again, please be sure to connect with Katrina and be sure to just let us know your thoughts. And we want to know kind of some of the things that you have been doing to make sure that you stay financially free and how you are going about your budget travel. So again, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you want to check out the show notes, you can head over to the website, travelpraislay.com. I would love to connect on social media. So be sure you are following me on Instagram at travelprayandslay and Facebook at Travel Pray Slay. Again, Instagram is at Travel Pray and Slay. And if you love this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. And be sure to leave a review. Thanks for listening and you'll hear from me soon. 